0: Nice warm cup of coffee on a cold. Is it still winter? Winter's day. It is still winter for a few
1: more days, and it's cold and windy, but we don't have snow like out in the Rockies. Oh, I
0: saw all the snow they're getting out there. Yes. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with Father Herb. And this is Father Herb, and reminding you that
1: winter never gives up gracefully. That's okay.
0: I'm, I, you know, we'll take the season changes as they come. There was a beautiful sunrise this morning. Did you? See it?
1: Yes, I was in my office.
0: You were in your office I was time? already in my office. I was not.
1: I usually try to be in by seven. That's good. And of course with the daylight savings time, I was sitting there and my desk faces the east. So I saw it and I thought, this is really beautiful. I should yeah. just sit here and admire it. Yes. So I looked and then I got busy doing stuff and I looked up again. And it was gone. It, well, no, the second time it was still there but already losing its its uh vibrancy. Vibrancy—that's the word. Yes. Okay. Hello, everybody. We are going to be a uh, a podcast today filled with vibrancy.
0: By the way, I have something funny I need to tell you. It just popped into my head, but I think it'll still be a good a good. Uh, Is this
1: just between you and me and those three people that lis- uh, listen? I think we're up to six now. Okay, uh, that's
0: right. So yesterday, before the Sunday morning mass, my wife texted me that a bird just had uh, flown into our sliding glass door in our our bedroom. And she sent me the picture, and I—I I mean, it was rushed before mass. I wasn't really looking at it, and I thought, "Oh, that's sad." I, I that hope. is sad. And then I thought, "I hope the bird comes back and cleans up his mess that he left all those marks on the window." But then today, after this morning's funeral, I went home to change clothes for l- at lunchtime, and I—I <laughs> I looked at this door. You can see the outline of both wings of the bird open. I mean, it was flying, and its body. And it's just a big bird-shaped smudge on our glass door. It's... This poor little bird.
1: It's really right there in the window now.
0: And you can see the wings and everything. I mean, it's a perfect... It's like it left its imprint on the glass. Did it die? No, I don't think so. It's still alive somewhere.
1: A lot of times they'll fly into a window and get stunned. And they might even fall to the floor, but then regain consciousness and fly away. Sure.
0: Well, there was... Wow, we are digressing, but I'll share this with you real quick. There was on Apple TV Plus, they have a, a show called Earth at Night. And there was an episode about birds in Chicago, how they get disoriented in the city lights at night. Oh, right. Yes. A- and how the Peregrine Falcons capitalize on that. And it showed these Peregrine Falcons. Go Did, Falcons. Go BGSU. Falcons. BGSU. Did you know they can dive at like 100 miles per hour? Yes. It's yes, incredible. Anyway, I'll share that episode with you so you can watch it. Okay, thank we you. We should probably address the fact that people are listening to us. People
1: talk. I told you those six people are listening.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: This, this is podcast number one ninety one, in case you want a complete collection for your own at your house.
0: We're almost to two hundred.
1: Yes. And hey, and we are also almost to Easter. Can you believe that?
0: It's gonna be good. I'm 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 excited about it. Last I'm,
1: year at this time everything was shut down.
0: Yes. And we were we actually at the beginning we were wondering. I remember if we were even going to have Holy Week services at all, and then we decided eventually we would. But the, the we just, being the diocese, yes. But just to stream them, obviously, yes. We
1: streamed everything. Uh, this is very exciting for me. Uh, we will have the RCIA join the members join the church at the Easter Vigil. Things are still being streamlined.
0: Uh, we and not to confuse with being streamed online. I had, <laughs> actually, I did have somebody write me a note, uh,
1: an email and said, thank you for streamlining Sunday Masses. Uh, I think they meant streaming online, but thank you for streamlining Sunday Masses. Yeah.
0: Did it start with, I don't mean to complain, but, and no, then a complaint? No, no, this
1: was not. This was a very positive thing. That
0: was That's my favorite. Somebody left me a voicemail today and it said, I don't mean to complain, but, and then there was a complaint. Yeah, as if the complaint didn't matter because they said I that's don't.
1: almost that's almost <laughs> like this is confidential. Just keep it to yourself, and then but I'm going to tell you. Do you
0: want to hear some juicy gossip? Yeah, great. Right.
1: Okay, so uh, fifth Sunday of Lent. How many Sundays of Lent are there?
0: Uh, well, five plus Palm Sunday. Okay, so really, it's kind of confusing.
1: Palm Sunday is the beginning of Holy Week, so right. really, in a sense, we are concluding the message of Lent. Speaking
0: of Palm Sunday, we announced yesterday. Oh yes, I know you've
1: been wanting to tell. I got to tell everybody in person at Mass this weekend, so I will let you announce it to the rest of the world.
0: We are changing Mass schedule in two weeks, and this
1: is a a pro tem. This is not the new forever.
0: So, if you didn't catch it this weekend, starting on Sunday, March twenty eighth, Masses on Sunday morning will be at eight thirty, ten o'clock, and eleven thirty. All will be streamed live. All will be in person. They will all be streamlined. They will, and be streamlined. Uh, but you'll be able to um, still experience everything the way we've been doing it, just with an additional time on Sunday morning. Yeah. So now,
1: I'm, I'm wondering, the 9 o'clock people, are they going to come earlier to 8.30, or are they going to drift later to 10?
0: Uh, some will do. It'll be, a, it'll be a little bit of both. That's really what our hope is. Right. Because if everybody comes to 10, we haven't gained anything. Hint, hint. yes.
1: <laughs> oh, and especially during these beautiful uh, spring and summer days, you want to get up earlier. Oh, the mornings so are so crisp. Enjoy the rest of the day ahead of you. 830, anybody, please, 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 <laughs> please going once, going twice. We'll be there. It's going to be great. Okay. We have the fifth Sunday of Lent. Very exciting. Psycho B. And the reading is from John. So oh. we've, had, we've had several weeks
0: in a row with the reading from John. I told you, it always feels like a little luxurious when we get to read from John.
1: Well, we had Chapter 2 and we had Chapter 3. This week it jumps up to Chapter 12. A lot of images in this. And I want to ask you, before we read it, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Now, when you were a senior in college, you had your senior piano recital. Yeah. Before that, however, did you also have to go before faculty members, and be judged?
0: Yes, there was a jury.
1: So the, this called a jury. So that is the actual big moment, right? Even though the recital is in front of an audience. Right, you it,
0: have to pass a recital jury to be permitted to perform a recital.
1: Okay, so you practiced and practiced and practiced.
0: Probably should have practiced a little Probably more. Probably
1: even before you practiced, you had to pick the pieces. Sure. And uh, was that like a very careful, like this were represent one aspect of my skill set and this will represent something else or yeah. did they tell you that you had to be in certain categories
0: no for no that wasn't the case for mine it, it was also kind of looking back through the repertoire that you work you had worked on in previous years and picking either favorite pieces or pieces that you thought were in still in good enough shape that you could work them back up to a, a performance level
1: okay so you had worked on this for several years then in a sense yeah okay and you reached that point and you woke up that morning and said It's here. This is it. This is it. I was thinking about that because Jesus talks about the hour has come. This is it. Yeah. Maybe that's the phrase. This is
0: it. The hour has come. I do remember that day. It was a Friday in November uh, because it was the semester before my student teaching. And I was actually kind of annoyed that it was a Friday because you just kind of sit around all day waiting for the evening to come around so that it can happen. Right. So instead of doing it early in the morning and getting it over with. But it, I remember the day well. It was fun. Okay, this is it. The hour has
1: come. I was thinking about that. You know, Jesus said, "The hour has come." It's it's a it's not literally a 60-minute hour. It's a way of saying the time has come, the moment has come. This is it. And can you imagine there's supposed to be Olympics this summer. It was supposed to be have been last summer, but Yeah. And what if you are someone who has trained for years and years and years and you're running the 100 meter Dash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's all over in less than 10 seconds. In less than 10 seconds. You have trained and trained and trained for years, and you've fasted, and you worked out with weights, and you learned all kinds of skills and breath control. Yeah. For less than 10 seconds, the hour has come.
0: That's intense. I w- there was a, a piece, I don't remember what news program it was on, but it was about Simone Biles, the gymnast. Oh, she's great, I yes. mean, she's probably... One of the best that's ever, ever lived. And it talked about, um, when they decided to postpone the Olympics in 2020, she had to make that conscious decision. Do I want to put this much time and effort in for a whole nother year of my life to be able to compete again in the summer of 21? Um, because it's not just like, you're like, oh, well, okay, we'll catch it next summer. I mean, they, they, they program everything to be able to peak at a certain time. Sure, yes. Talk about the hour has come. So it was really fascinating. Um, and hopefully we'll get to see some some great athletes compete this summer.
1: Okay, so Jesus said the hour has come. And for us, if we are taking Lent seriously, the theme from Sunday to Sunday has not changed, but it has intensified. Mm-hmm. And so let's read this. And it's, it has several parts to it. Uh, there's a, a number of things, but I'm going to read uh, the second half, where it says, I am troubled now but you get to read the first part, which I love
0: about the seed in the ground. Okay. There you go. Here we go. The hour has come. No. No. Your hour has not my (laughs) hour. Okay. John chapter 12. Some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover feast came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I say to you. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The, honor will, the Father will honor whoever serves me. I am troubled now, yet what should I say?
1: Father, save me from this hour. But it was for this purpose that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from the heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd there heard it and said, It was thunder, but others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come for my sake, but for yours. Now is the time of judgment on this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this, indicating the kind of death he would die. Okay, so you got to use the line, the hour has come. But I got to talk about how... I'm not going to say save me from this hour, but it's for this hour that I have come. Yeah. So what is Jesus saying? He is basically talking about the hour of redemption. Uh, I think one of the, one of the Protestant groups for years had a radio show called the hour of power. Really? It was, I don't know that I ever really listened to it, but I love that name, the hour of
0: power. That reminds me of the power tower at Cedar Point. Different, I know. You
1: know, your brain is it, a dangerous thing. It is. It it's really all is. by association,
0: folks. I'm like Dr. Seuss up here in this brain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you rhyme too? I, I sometimes.
1: But, but the hour has come. It's, it's like Jesus is saying, it's like the grain of wheat. He knows, he knows that through death comes life. Now, we say things like that in church all the time, but I think we say it in church so much that people no longer realize how, well, I'll call it novel, how new it is, yeah. but a new concept. It's not the hour of power and the sense of power overcoming people, but the hour of being powerless and allowing yourself to be powerless because the strength is in the weakness. And he allows himself to die. And he even says, unless the grain of wheat falls to the ground, it's just a grain of wheat. I don't know if you've ever done that, where you take a beautiful seed and you say, oh, this is cool. I'm just going to set it on the shelf.
0: (laughs) Look at that seed. Yeah.
1: Actually, have you ever done that?
0: Just put a seed on a shelf?
1: Or anything like that. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, it would be like, in the music world, it would be like just looking at a piece of sheet music without ever fully playing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just black and white symbols on a piece of paper. But when you can make that, those symbols come alive into sound, that's when art is created.
1: Well, every fall I go out for hikes and I know a number of places uh, and private property, you know, where I'm allowed to go. (laughs) I'm glad you follow the rules. And I make that really clear, not to the city parks or to the Metro parks, but to private property where there might be Buckeye trees. Oh, okay. And I try to pick up a Buckeye,
0: not the chocolate kind.
1: Not a chocolate kind, no. You pick up a Buckeye, and I don't know why, I always bring about one home Uh and just place it on the shelf to look at. So you do But the Buckeye is a seed. Right. It doesn't do any good.
0: By... by... It doesn't help
1: the football team win. It doesn't (laughs) do anything except I like to look at it.
0: And those are interesting looking seeds. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. A friend
1: of mine would always collect buckeye uh, Buckeyes in the fall to plant them because he wanted to grow a tree. Yeah. He, he got a lot of them started, but very rarely
0: could he get one.
1: He transplanted into the ground and usually didn't make it.
0: Um, yeah, that would be tough work. It's a real hard tree to start. We're going to try this summer. I did it as a kid all the time, but I have not done it with my kids yet. We're going to plant sunflowers. Oh, that's easy to do. But that, that's a very good example of another seed. Yeah,
1: uh, some, and edible. And edible. But I think I'm going to put more sunflowers in this summer, too, because there's only like... Of all the flowers in my garden, there's only about two that I plant from seed. Yeah, uh, Zinnia seeds, they grow very well. Mm-hmm. And then I plant sunflower seeds sometimes. The the third one that plants from seeds, but I don't plant it, it plants itself, are snapdragons. Oh, really? Snapdragons. Uh, I always have snapdragons in the one flower bed. But there's usually about as many that come up on their own as the ones I put in. They From the previous year? From the previous
0: year. Oh, well, that's very handy
1: yeah they're they're very they're very kind in that way <laughs> that's i'm glad but, they're okay nice so seed. the image of the seed um and the, one of the things that just last sunday at mass i pointed out is that the crocuses were, were starting to bloom mm-hmm. and i hate planting fall flower bulbs crocus daffodil tulip hyacinth sure. because usually i wait till the too late maybe in november the ground is cold right i hate going out there you dig a hole in the ground you you put them under the earth you can't misting outside it's misting outside (laughs) ISIS uh forming on your nostrils yeah right yeah exactly (laughs) and coming down through my hair and (laughs) and i'll tell you you feel like you haven't accomplished anything but in the spring when the flowers come up it's resurrection yeah and jesus is saying it's not
0: In spite of dying, but it's through dying Mm -hmm. that there's new life. Why do you think it is, you know, if, if you were to get a room of, of 10 people together and you, you asked, you know, what's one of your greatest fears in life, even from a room of Christians, I bet a certain percentage, a majority might say I have a fear of dying or a fear of death.
1: Well, in fact, I did just do that exact same thing with RCIA back, uh, A month ago or so. Oh, really? And I didn't know that. I was not setting him up. Well, thank you. You did a very good job. Okay. Uh, (laughs) You volleyed it to me and I will volley it back and say, it was, it was wonderful because people said things like, I hope I'm not afraid of dying Mm. or they said intellectually, I'm not afraid of dying. Mm. And finally, I quoted, um, I quoted someone else, a comedian who said, I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't want to be there when it happens. (laughs) But I think what we're afraid of is the unknown. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of maybe the pain involved or the loss of dignity. Mm -hmm. We're afraid. uh, I remember one woman told me, oh, maybe it was only a month or two before she died. She said, I'm sad about dying because I feel like some people never knew me. Wow. I think her family did. Yeah. But she kind of felt like, People didn't really know her well enough. And I, I don't know what that was about. Maybe she had self doubts mm. because the truth is, we did know her. I knew her. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so yeah, I think that's all part of the fear. But I don't know that it's fear of dying per se.
0: Sure. I, I love how you remind people um, in the funeral liturgy, in the Eucharistic prayer, where it talks about for God's faithful people, life has changed. Not ended. Yeah, that's in uh, preface number
1: one at the funeral mass, which I choose to use most of the time because it is such a a poignant line. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so Jesus says, unless the grain of wheat falls to the ground. But you know, when, if I grew up on a farm, if you plant a grain of wheat, it doesn't produce a stalk with one more grain of wheat. Mm -hmm. It produces, and you've heard me say, I've counted them already. I forget how many, but a lot. A lot. I think I counted as high as 120. That's pretty good investment. That is. So it's a fullness of life. And then Jesus admits. He says, I'm troubled. And he says, Father, should should I say, Father, save me from this hour? It's almost like before your piano recital. Uh, I'm scared, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, I didn't really want that diploma anyway.
0: Can I run out the back door? Yes.
1: Oh, have you ever had that thought about before you had to do something that was very scary? Like... What if I just, I don't have to show up.
0: Yeah, I just actually, I just had a dream about this last night that I, I showed up somewhere to perform something, but I was not prepared. And they said, what are you going to be performing? And I just announced the first word that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sat down at the piano and just made something up. It was terrifying. I just remembered that.
1: Oh. I okay. That's what I do most. Sundays, you know what? We really shouldn't analyze that in front of. No, we'll wait till after our, our, the podcast is over. Six, six people. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then God says, "I glorify your name." There is. I mean, so we're we're talking about almost the. I'm troubled, and God the Father says, "I encourage you. You." It's sort of like Jesus. It's like the ultimate temptation: hmm. Do I fulfill my mission on Earth or not? And I, I love that because Jesus as human is tempted like the rest of us. Should I fulfill my mission? And basically he says, yes, in spite of fear, we still go ahead and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And the father is glorified in the process. Isn't that cool?
0: That is very cool. Yeah.
1: So, you know, we are supposed to be like Jesus and okay. So it's not always the physical death, but we have to die on a, a thousand times and, you know, uh, let go of our own self and self-centeredness. I wrote something recently about how probably the the real pandemic is not COVID. It's a self-centeredness. How people are just, and it might have been because of our isolation this past year. I don't know. Hmm. But people are turning in on themselves, and it's what I want, and I want it my way. And I'm not going to comply with mask wearing, or I'm not going to... Get get the vaccination because of whatever, and it's it's a lot of things that are really, you know, you can justify anything. But it's a lot of times it just comes down to, uh, you know, putting myself ahead of everybody else.
0: I think a lot of times, you know, that's the human condition and the human element in the way that we, maybe, naturally react to things. But through the eyes of faith, it tells us that we must see, in all things, the bigger picture. Uh, to fulfill maybe what God desires. And we, we live for others. All right, friends. We'll see you this weekend for the fifth Sunday of Lent. Still the same regular mass schedule for this weekend. It's not going to change until uh, the 28th. Hey, God bless you.